What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. Father God, I thank you so much for this word tonight. I thank you so much what you put on our heart here, Father God, that we are gonna be inspired. We're gonna be encouraged, Lord. I pray that after tonight, we recognize and realize how much you care about us and that you're always with us and you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us and you will always make sure that we get through the storm. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Do I have any good talk listeners in here? Do I got any good listeners? Whoa, look at that. There's a good old handful of you. Woohoo! Who, who's an OG? Who, how many of you guys are potty heads? That's just Craig. All right. At the beginning of figuring out Good Talk, we didn't know what we were calling it. And then, you know, Robert came with like the potty cast and what it is, what, it, what Good Talk is. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I'll let you guys know. If you don't know, Pastor Robert and myself, once a week, we put out a discussion or a Good Talk on our podcast where we talk about. You know, sometimes it's questions that you guys have submitted or some relevant things that are going on in the culture and in the world. And we try to talk about it from a Christian perspective and hopefully also bring in biblical stuff as well to support our conversation. And then sometimes it's just really weird stuff. Like, I don't even know how we get to the conversations that we get to, but it always ends up being some really good Jesus talk. So that's a quick plug for you guys. Every Monday at 6 a.m., it drops on the podcast because I want it there ready for you in case you're on the way to the school, you know, in the school bus or maybe just like hanging out on the curb or whatever. You're not wanting to hang out and listen to Way FM with your mom, so you want to listen to podcasts, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so good talk on Mondays. But anyway, a couple weeks ago, we did a good talk on what you do when everything turns upside down. And there was a little clip that we played in that that I want to play for you guys right now that I believe is relevant to the message that we have tonight. So Nick, I did put that clip in there. If you would be so kind as to play the clip for the people. Okay, back to the wild weather uh, out of Texas following a tornado outbreak. Folks, this is video you're looking at from Elgin, just east of Austin. Watch as a twister lifts a pickup off the ground, spinning it around and then landing it back on its wheels. Take another look. Okay, if that's not enough, the driver continues down the road as if nothing even happened. Mm. So if it was, I know it's really like pixelated, especially on this giant screen. So if you did not realize, he basically said it, but there's this guy driving down the road in this, I looks like Chevy. So if you guys like Chevy, maybe that's what, it looks like that could be a Chevy right there. But anyway, he's driving down the road, the tornado or the windstorm picks him up, it flips him around, and then he goes on the side, then he's up on top of the car, upside down, and then it flips back over and he just drives off. Like it's no big deal. I've got so many questions for this man, this guy. Like what is going on right now? First off, why are you driving in this condition? Why are you outside? I can assure you, the deals at Kroger are not worth it. <laughs> like this is not that big a deal, it's not that deep. But, <laughs> I feel like at some point in this adventure that this man was on, he had to make a choice. He had to make a decision. Either I have to trust that this vehicle is going to make it or I need to get out <laughs> and try a different option. I gotta figure out what to do. I've got to survive. How many of you guys have been through a situation where you're like, I just wanna survive? Maybe not literally, it could be figuratively, you know. Hopefully none of you guys have been in like life-threatening situations, but you know, Sometimes we're just going through the crap and we're like, I just want to survive, <laughs> right? Just me. 
Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, that's right. So this dude, in this situation, he had to make a choice, commit or find plan B. He obviously committed and stayed in the truck and just drove away like nothing even happened. I, I still don't understand. What is, what, you got a question? What's up? Yeah, it's just a normal day. <laughs> He's like that little guy in the meme where like everything's on fire. He's like, it's all fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's all going to be okay. Yeah, I just, I don't really get it. I don't understand. I, I imagine the guy's just like, I'm just trying to get to the 7-Eleven. And then I got picked up by the storm. The guy stuck with the vehicle that he'd originally gotten to the storm with. And he got out of the storm with that same vehicle. The disciples, when they were on this crazy adventure for themselves, they had a boat. Now these weren't big boats, these weren't great boats. These were actually tiny little fishermen boats. Like they were little, they were not big daddies. They weren't like any cruise ships out there in the Sea of Galilee. They didn't have that back then. There was no Disney cruises, no Marvel cruises. It was just Fisherman Dave and his little tiny boat and a couple, couple sea bass here and there. There might have been a Kraken. I don't know. I don't know if they caught those back in the day. Anyway, so they had to make a choice. Do we stay in the boat? What do we do? A lot of these guys in this boat were in fact fishermen. A lot of disciples, if you didn't realize this, were a bunch of ragtag youth. Jesus led a youth ministry back in this time. Like these were youth, these were children, but they were professional fishermen. So they were very familiar with the water and the Sea of Galilee was definitely very much known for spontaneous storms. However, this was a storm that they had never seen before. This was something unlike anything that had ever come across before and all their time being fishermen, all their time on the Sea of Galilee. But this storm came upon them and they were freaking out. They didn't know what to do. They're like, we're gonna die, what do we do? Do we bail the water out? Do we jump? Do we swim? Does Jesus know how to swim? Get him up, get him up, get him. And then they're like, look, hold on, everyone calm down. Peter, chill, it's gonna be fine. Put that down, Peter. So they went to Jesus and they did what any normal person would probably say. Like, hey, Jesus, <laughs> hello, <laughs> don't you care? We're going to die. And Jesus, in his awesomeness and his cool like manner, was just like, <laughs> what? All right, yeah. Ugh. And then he stood up. He said, peace, be still. And then the wind calmed and everything got, got really chill in that environment and, and he talked to the disciples and he said have you still no faith and, and, and in the moment in that, in that in that time it could seem like jesus was like guys come on you bunch of idiots you've been with me the whole time it almost seems like that's what he's saying but he's just like guys come on it's gonna be fine i'm with you i'm always with you i'm always gonna be with you I, i'm just here on the boat like i'm gonna show you can do this you, you can make it through the storm, but I'm with you through the storm. And so I love what the disciples did. And that's what I wanna bring out tonight is whether we are at the place where we have the faith to speak to the storms ourselves, or we're at that place in our walk with God to where like, look, Jesus, help me out. Both are great. Both are good. Both are necessary. We need to know how to do both. Amen. So what I want you guys to be pondering about and thinking about and, and, and meditating on is I can go to Jesus in my storms. I can go to Jesus 
with my problems with my parents. I can go to Jesus with my issues with school. I can go to Jesus with issues with my job. I can go to Jesus even with issues with bullies or self-image or, or whatever it might be. The storm can look different for every person, but Jesus knows how to speak to it. Over in the book of James chapter one, verses two through six out of the NLT, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That sounds weird. <laughs> for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And if you need wisdom, if you don't know what to do, if you feel like you're about to lose it, if you feel like you need to jump ship, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. And he'll not rebuke you for asking. When you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God and God alone. Do not waver for a person that's divided loyalty is unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. See, Jesus is saying, the, the author of James is saying, is like, look, when you don't know what to do in your circumstance, when you don't know what to do in your situation, when you're in the middle of the boat and it looks like you're about to crash and it looks like you're gonna drown, you go to Jesus and ask him, what do I need to do? How do I make it through this? What am I supposed to do here? Who do I need to talk to? What, do I need, what scriptures do I need to stand on right now? How do I need to speak to this situation right now? And it says that he won't rebuke you for asking. Consider it a great opportunity, a great joy. The, the way I look at it like this, this is an opportunity to show off how big your God is. Doesn't matter how big the storm is, your God is bigger. He wants to help you. And, and it says when he gives you the answer, when he gives you the advice, trust it, lean into it and do only that. Cling to that word. Don't let any other word get you off of that word because Jesus' word is the only word that matters. His word is truth. His word is life. His word is gonna lead you to life. He's gonna keep you. He's gonna protect you. He's gonna hold you. We gotta trust in his word. It says over in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. And then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. You see, if we sit there and we just worry about the storm and we just worry about the storm, we just worry about the storm, you're just going to get wet. Or you're going to sink or you're going to get hurt or you might miss out on something. It might not always be a storm that's like always like a, like a ending in a bodily injury or anything like that. Maybe it's just an opportunity where you just, it's a decision, you don't know what to do. But if you just sit there and think about the decision, think about the decision, we're not supposed to go to this college or that college, this college, that college, this college, that, and you just sit there over and over, you're in the same place over, over time again. It says, pray about it, give it to God, and then you'll get your peace. The disciples in the storm, in the crap, freaking out, went to Jesus and then the peace came. Give it to him and then the peace comes. 
And what's amazing about this account, and I love it so much, is eventually the disciples did make it over to the other side. They made it over to the other side of the sea where Jesus wanted to go and eventually got to a man that was tormented by demons and devils and they set him free. You see, God has a plan and purpose for every single one of us, right? He has a plan, he's got a purpose for you. He has an end for you to get to. He's not gonna set you down a path that is impossible for you to take on. He's not gonna set you a goal that you cannot make. He's not gonna provide an opportunity for you to do something for him and let you be unable to accomplish it. He wouldn't ask you to do it if you weren't supposed to do it. Amen? Victory is guaranteed with him. Over here in John 16, 33, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. The world has tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has already defeated it all. He's already put it underneath him. It's, it's crushed, it's over, it's done. So he knows how to help you take on these battles because he's already fought them for us. There's a scripture over in Isaiah 54, 17. It says, no weapon, may, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph of opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication for me, says the Lord. You see, we as servants of the Lord, we've got favor. We've got this marvelous immunity or, or this marvelous barrier between us and the weapons that are gonna be formed against us. The weapons will be forming. The storms are gonna happen we just have to know they won't prosper. We have to trust in the one that's gonna get us through it. That guy that was on that truck going through the storm, he was already in it. He had to commit to getting all the way through the other side. Like I'm in the truck, I'm already here, I've gotta get through it. I've gotta trust this truck is gonna protect me. Now he might've not thought maybe his truck was gonna survive and probably most people aren't even thinking about the truck. He's probably just thinking about his life. But in that moment, he's like, I've gotta get out of here. I've gotta survive. I've gotta trust in the truck because I gotta survive. We gotta trust in the one who's on our boat. You see, we brought it out in the podcast a little bit, but you know, a lot of times people, you know, they get upset in their storms and in their situations and they think, well, it's Jesus's fault or it's God's fault. Let me take another way. Let me try something different. You know, let me, let me leave God out of the equation this time. Let me, let me get out of here. But that's, it's not Jesus that's the situation. It's not God that's the situation. The situation is the situation. <laughs> you know, like the problem is the problem that Jesus is the solution every single time. I know this wasn't anything that was like crazy revelatory for anybody tonight, but I, but I, I really just want us to all grasp a hold of the fact that, that Jesus is on your boat. Jesus is on your side and Jesus is just a conversation away. He, he's always willing to listen. He's always willing to step up. He's always willing to rebuke things for you and with you. He's willing to counsel you and teach you and guide you through it all. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.